Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Under three hours to go. Scotland against Spain in Seville. One point would ensure that we are definitely through to Germany next summer. But the whole of Europe expects Spain to win. Is it going to happen tonight while with us? Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, brother of John, is with us. And we're going to hear from John as well. And the former Scotland and Celtic star, Andy Walker. Andy, most of the world probably think it's going to be Spain. And yet, who would have thought? Five games, 15 points. How are you feeling? And how should we, what should we expect tonight in Spain? Well, I'm hoping we can get a point. I mean, we made the whole of Europe sit up and take notice of us when we beat Spain at Hamden. If we can get anything tonight, then there is no fear for Scotland when we go to uh, Germany next summer. It doesn't matter who we, we would be up against. We would imagine we, we can be very competitive. The only team that I've seen us uh, give us a lot of problems was that recent friendly against England. I thought they were different class, but if we get a point tonight, we need fear no one uh, next summer. But... I, I think Spain will be up for you know a bit of revenge after that loss at Hamden. We'll hear from Stevie Clark and he said, yeah, we know we're on 15 points. We're not going to finish this group on 15 points. And I like that. What do you think, Stephen, yourself? Your brother will take to the field in a couple of hours along with the Scotland team. What's your thoughts for tonight? Well, we're in an unbelievable position going into the game. I think when the draw was, a ma- was made, you automatically think that Spain are going to win all the games. And the, the, the thought of just taking three points from the six available against Spain, you just snapped your hand off at the start of the group. What, what we've done is we've earned the right for a, for a free hit tonight. We've got a chance to go out there. I, I full trust in the manager. I think it's going to be really, really tough. Um, as Andy said, Spain will be looking for revenge. When they came to Scotland, I think they were a wee bit in transition with the new manager. I don't think Alvaro Morato will be an unused sub um, like he was that sure. night. So I think we're going to see a yeah. different Spain, obviously in Seville. Um, my fa- some of my family's out there have told me it's quite hot out there so the players are going to have to suffer at times tonight um, but we've got a manager that can organise us and I think he he's at his best in, in this type of scenario when a team has to beat you a very hard team Steve Clark teams are very hard to beat If you want to hear more stay tuned we've got lots coming up we're going to be talking about the Rangers situation as well there's no word yet about the new manager we spoke last night Philip Clement seemed to be in the pole position although Kevin Muscat still in the mix as well we're going to talk about that in a moment or two and you can call 0808 17 17 700 you need belief that's the message from Steve Clark well, belief, will be, belief will be part of it obviously we have to get the, the tactics right the players have to put into practice on the pitch what we've spoken about on the, on the training ground they have to play to their maximum and belief is a little bit of that as well, but we have to play our game. We have to play our game as well as we can. And then I believe that will be good enough to get us something from the game. Stephen, your wee brother, John, thinks that, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. This is what he said about Spain. I'm really excited. Huge game for us. Um, I think you can feel it when the boys were. We know how big a game it is. We know how tough it will be, but it's a hugely exciting game. Great place to play and 
if we get a positive result, it could finally be the game that gets us to Germany. So um, huge anticipation and uh, really keen to get going. Do you think the Rodri comments would bother them, Stephen? No, I, I think they quite enjoyed them. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. I think when you when you play a team with team full of superstars, obviously a team well ahead of you in the rankings, expected to beat you, and you have them rattled to the point where they lose their composure in an interview afterwards. I, I think they take it with a pinch of salt. Um, John's obviously got huge respect from it from playing against Rodri. Thinks he's as, as we've seen last week with the City Arsenal game. He's such a huge player for for City and. I don't think they'll be trying to rub him up the wrong way um, tonight to, to let him dictate the game but if they've got a chance to get in his face again I'm sure they will Andy would that trouble you the comments last year no not at all year. I think yeah. it would spur you on and I think uh, I think Scotland will try and use that but you've got to remember you're up against a team who are absolutely brilliant in uh, the way that they play the amount of possession that they have and their record in, in winning home games and qualifiers stretches back a long time Yep, Stephen was saying when they, they last lost uh, a qualifier. When was it, Stephen? To Greece in 2003. 20, um, 20 years ago. But it, yeah. it just shows you how tough it is going to be for the guys. And I, I think, I mean, it'll be right up there with the France result um, if they're to win this one tonight. In Greece, underdogs went on to win that tournament, remember? Right. I mean, remember being there, Andy, Fantastic. seeing some of the games. Right, listen, 0808 17 17 700. Welcome to the McGinn Show, Stephen and John on. Andy and Paul here filling in as well. And we'll hear more from Stevie Clark. And Ali McCoist, actually, our reporter Peter Quinn, spoke to Ali recently. And also Graham Souness about the Scotland match tonight with Spain. But the other big topic is obviously Rangers who's going to take over from Michael Beale Stephen a Rangers fan from Kilmarnock has dialed 08 08 17 17 700 good evening Stephen how are you doing Paul yeah good Andy how are you doing yeah. hi Stephen how uh, are Andy, you I've, I've, I've got to say mate I don't like listening to you on the TV but <laughs> thanks I, I'm a newcomer I, I'm a newcomer to go radio and you're a brown pundit well, um, you're very kind you know, in some ways <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're, you're good um, yeah. no I'm I'm only on to talk about like, but it's Friday the morning. It's the weekend. Yeah. I'd like a new manager in for Monday for the game at Easter uh, Hibbsland uh, next weekend. Yeah. It's taking its time. Like, Paul, you've been in the game a long, long, long time. You have people yep. that you know. Have you? Do you have anything to tell? Or have you heard anything through the grapevine? Or even you, Andy? Like. <laughs> I've got no insight Stephen but um, I just wonder whoever it is Stephen I just wonder what 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 they're going to be working with and when I say that I mean what what money do they have to spend what are they going to do with the current squad absolutely this Rangers team could win a trophy before the year is out um, that absolutely is up for grabs but I don't think this Rangers squad, this Rangers team, whatever strongest eleven it is, I don't think they're capable of challenging Celtic for the title. So if the title slips by this year, what, what's what's the format for next year? I only see Celtic getting stronger. They've got a manager that I think everyone uh, is backing and they've got money to spend. And it, it's I, I just wonder what sort of ride the next Rangers manager will get because he, he may well he may well improve the team he may well improve results but when you're second in Glasgow you know what it's like Stephen you're you're under a, a intense pressure and Stephen all I can say on it is I think there is going to be an appointment for Monday for 
the game against Hibs. I think they will be. They don't have time to waste. I mean, you could say they need to take their time and get it absolutely right, but I think they know it's down to a couple. Barry did say on Monday, you know, there could be a left field option, but it looks as though it's between Clement and Muscat and everyone knows now it's going no, they've yeah. kept it tight though right at the end Lampard um, I think they did well your club Stephen to bring in Graham Souness into the process I think that made sense you know, you've got John Bennett you've got uh, James Bisgrove but I'm sure Stephen will tell you that um, Stephen Gerrard was a very successful appointment because he won a league title uh, it was a very important league title for Rangers but it was one trophy out of nine is that the level of success that uh, Andy Andy Go for it, Stephen. Do you really think Gerard was good? Come on. He won no, one trophy at a time and you're telling well, me he's good? Come on. That, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what Rangers fans tell me. He was really good. He was really oh, successful. Well, I'm, no. I'm not sure that's the case. I'll tell you, the new manager wouldn't get two years. I know it was year three when he won and stopped ten in a row. So, But Stephen, I, I get what you're saying. All I know is, I think it is going to be in the coming days. They're not going to announce it today because Scotland are playing tonight. And maybe they will. And we'll tell you between now and seven. Um, commentators curse. But I think it is going to be soon. Yeah, I, I look back at my time at, at Celtic when I, I played in a team that won the league. We won the Scottish Cup the following year. And then we didn't win anything for six years. And... I think the guy who turned it around was Fergus McCann who came in and it still took some time to get the club completely turned around. I can remember coming back from my second spell. I think we finished fourth. Uh, Can you imagine that now? So I'm just wondering what is a level of success for the new manager because he's up against it. He's up against a team that are really strong on the other side of the city. They are winning pretty much every trophy that, that is going. And you might be able to improve Rangers, but what is a level of success? Uh, How much time do you give this new the manager? The League Cup is there and Celtic are out, as you know. Yeah, Stephen? The, the, I mean, the obvious thing to say is the League Cup's the first yeah. thing, but Rangers fans aren't daft. Rangers fans gave Stephen Gerrard time because they thought he was onto something. They thought he was getting closer. He thought he was getting competitive in, in this, the Celtic games. He was starting to win Celtic games. They thought he was going somewhere. Michael Beale's gone because they thought he was getting further away. He was losing with the odd goal in these semi-finals and finals, but it, it, it just they just thought, well, we're never going to get close to Celtic Michael Bull. That's why he went. But I agree with, with Stephen Nicola's point. I read, obviously, last week, you read all the, we're going to take our time to get it right. I went home after the show last week and you watched the Limassol game yeah. and disaster can happen. You've just lost a manager. Team's not in a good way. You're going to a place where there's nobody there. It's a, it's a tough European night and won a really bad performance. But I went along to the game on Sunday. Um, took in the game turns out to be a really good Rangers re- uh, result in, in terms of how difficult a place in one can be to go for, for teams but I just couldn't help but think that these big clubs can't get away with the caretaker managers it's alright for maybe I mean small clubs fans will maybe come on and say no we want to win every game but you can maybe as a caretaker manager you can you can take take the reins and you win one game maybe win two games then drop a point and okay there's a new manager coming in a few weeks but I was just thinking that this club needs a manager yeah. it needs a manager as soon as possible and Stephen as a Rangers fan you can see the players are shot the confidence has had gone um, and St Mirren went down to 10 men so the result is 3-0 um, but I think that's why they realise as well they have to get a manager in as soon as possible who do you want as manager? Got, well um, Clement would play a favourite an overwhelmingly favourite yeah. Um 
last night, and then he's not really a, a overwhelming favourite now, mm-hmm. uh, along with Kevin Musket. But I noticed Frank Lampard back up there. Uh, yeah. well, he's in there. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's totally been ruled out. Mm-hmm. I don't want Frank Lampard. Why? I drive. Why? He's not really proven. He got fired everywhere he went. I didn't want Michael Beale. I didn't want Gerard. Fair enough. Fair enough. Gerard stuck ten in a row. Well done, Tim. What did he get? What else did he get? Well, I'm just wondering what you would uh, measure as success for this next manager. Let's say he does win the League Cup before the year is out. Let's say he even wins the, the Scottish Cup. I mean, really, the big prize is the league title. And I know managers are important. I know managers can change the way that a team plays. But I, I think Rangers have spent a bit of money on this squad. <laughs> and they don't look as though they can challenge Celtic. If, if Rangers can't beat Celtic at the start of the season, when Celtic were not at their best, under strength, and Celtic still go there and win... Um, I don't. I don't hold out much hope for this Rangers squad. There's definitely not yeah. an overwhelming feeling of one name that's come through. And I heard Stephen there saying Philip Clement. It's gone a bit quieter today. But no, no matter who it is, no, Paul, what is a level of course, what of success? success? Yeah. Well, so, what do you want from this new manager? What's successful for him? Stephen, League League Cup is that the minimum? I I League Cup will be a priority. Um, He's good to win that. Whoever it will be, they've got to win it. Yeah. Uh, we've got okay. our, our rivals have got seven points in front. We've got three games to play with them. If we win all three games, that's us two points in front. <laughs> I don't think it will happen. Um, no, no way. I'd love to say the real world, but I can't on air. But Desert man, like he could have kicked a it's just, door. It's just not happening for him, isn't it? Point. He is short of confidence, no, I, isn't he? Four million pounds. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a new a new gaffer will mm. get him playing well, uh, but okay. listen, I I'm, remember Ange Postecoglou come in, and you wanted him to compete with Rangers. You wanted him. To, I mean, Rangers had run away with the title the previous year, and you wanted him to beat Rangers. He did that very quickly. You wanted him to play with a brand of football that the supporters were. Stephen didn't, but would. <laughs> you wanted him to play with a brand of football that supporters would like, and they absolutely bought into it. And of course, he gets success. Um, I just can't see this new Rangers manager. I, I really wonder how much he will have to spend in January and then, more importantly, next summer. But, but that, will that not be where the decision's made in, during the interview process? Look, our previous managers made a lot of mistakes in the transfer market. This is the current state of the squad. How can you improve this? What does it take to improve this? Who have you got? Has Kevin Muscat got a Kyogo up his sleeve? Has Philip Clement got... Okay, I'll go up their sleeve where they can say, no, look, Dessers isn't the answer. Danilo, I quite like. I think I can improve him. I, I can see where he fit in. But I've got someone here as well, only a couple of million. Um, that'll strengthen us right away. It, it could be, I mean, it does seem a very tight race between two. It might come down to the small details well, what you can do with this squad. Because the budget is finite. finite. Whatever it is, yeah. uh, and they spent a lot of money, they backed Michael Beale, and he was, he was running the football department, really. Ross Wilson had gone. Oh, Stephen? Well, Paul, they didn't spend a lot of money. They only spent about three, three or four million pounds. When you take in the money for Kamara? Aye, when yeah. you take 
I, I, when you take in all that money, mate, I sorry, yeah. I, I should have mentioned that. But I, but they all, they all spend about three or four million. Therefore, the board might have more money for the new gaffer in the January window, and I, I'm hoping if they want a couple of pound, I can chip in with a couple of pound. But they, they need to get a proper players in, like Michael Beale brought. Um, well, Lammers as well. Sure. Have you have yeah. you looked at the stats for Lammers? They're pathetic. Listen, it's Lammers. all about it's all about yeah. results, Stephen. Yeah. And this new manager, whoever he is, has to get closer to Celtic. Maybe beat them the way Stephen Gerrard did. And you certainly need to improve level of performance in Europe after that uh, pitiful performance over in, in in Limassol. So that they they are games that Rangers could win in that group. Qualify out of that group, see how far you can go. But um, I, I'm not sure what level of success. I, I'm not sure where you pitch it at for this new manager because I don't think the league title is within their grasp. Stephen, any thoughts on Scotland before we go? Spain tonight's going oh, to be tough. I'll be, to- I, I'll be totally honest with you, Paul. I've never liked Scotland because I thought they were dung meat. I'm not a glory hunter. I'm just moving into my own house. I've got the van full of all my stuff. I'll do that. Yes, yeah, so you're not a Scotland <laughs> fan, so. No, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for the appointment of the new Rangers gaffer. All right, all right, Stephen. Listen, thanks for tuning in for the first time, calling in for the first time. Um, that's a pity, though, that he's not up for Scotland, but we're in a democracy. Really so, Stephen, looking forward to it. This yeah. is an exciting Scotland team, and when you look at where our Scotland players play, um, you know, the top flight in, in English football, and you, you look at some of the, the Spanish players, I mean, the... Rodri, Stephen spoken yeah, about Rodri right. and Gavi, Morata, people that you really know of. But um, it, is, Madrid, it is a Spanish yep. team in transition where all their, their big guns of recent years are have uh, have fallen by the wayside. And this, uh, this is a new team. I'm still trying to process it following Scotland's glory hunting. <laughs> Some know, Any sort of glory hunting. <laughs> and he's moving house, so good I luck mean, with the house move. If, if supporting uh, Scotland's yeah. glory hunting, then uh, we're on to yeah. a winner here because it's, yeah, busy it's, definitely, it's definitely been a lot of years of suffering getting to this point. Isn't it? I ask that with trepidation now, but what do you think of Scotland tonight? And, we will, I, listen, strange, I don't think it? we'll yeah. qualify tonight. I think Spain will no, win. sure. I think we're going to qualify and that's the, that's the excitement. We have made the rest of Europe stand up and mm-hmm. take notice. You remember the Northern Ireland team of a few years ago yep. under Michael mm-hmm. O'Neill who were they were going to places and winning, they were qualifying yep. for major tournaments. Yep. Wales, Wales were doing yeah. it and getting deep into the sure. these major tournaments. So and we were getting it, nowhere. It, we were getting nowhere and this is a great chance for us to, to dream a wee bit and imagine us being in the last stages mm. of European competition. And my, my trepidation is not about the result tonight or whatever. Mm. You know, we are going to qualify. It's just the fact that people then go, no, I'm not really interested now in yeah. national team. And I find that, I mean, it's a pity. You know, we're, you know, we're in Glasgow. There's not as many players from here involved, but it's, it's, yeah. a, it's, the, it's, it's Scotland. The, with the it? announcement of the Euro to 2028, yeah. there's a very exciting potential period for being a Scotland fan and you think of hopefully getting to our first World Cup in how many years um, in the next tournament and then maybe back-to-back um, Euros to look forward to, obviously, and hosting it with, with fans in, how special that will be, be. Yeah, when we left France in 1998, we never thought, you know, we're not going to be back for such a long time. I think the last the time World I was Cup. out of my seat with yeah. Scotland when James McFadden scored that goal in oh, of course, uh, yeah. Paris. Yeah. And that, you were, oh, we'd already beaten yeah. France yeah. and we'd beaten them again. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that last game, I think it was against Italy, yeah. where uh, oh, we're you know, it, it didn't work. Aye, we, we all felt as though we were robbed, but we felt as though mm. we were on the cusp 
yeah. of something there, but still. Uh, nothing happened for a while the after it. Two goals against England was special well, a couple of years ago, say, wasn't it? Lee yeah, Griffiths. Yeah. Yeah. And I could, all I could think about was that game, and then I'm thinking about Stephen's comment about glory hunting. When you think of, <laughs> yeah. I was off my seat for Lee Griffiths yeah. to make it two one. You still go out so disappointed with 20 yeah. seconds to go. Of course, I know. Um, and you've had a few moments of watching it recently, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, uh, some special yeah. nights. Obviously, Spain was good. Yeah. Denmark was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was one of the most complete performances from a Scotland team I've ever seen. Um, so this team's given us some special nights. What about Mitrovic? Steps forward for the penalty up against David Marshall. Marshall. Boom. Yeah, saved. and then you had that Loft. little moment yeah. where you thought, "Is it are we going to be a retake?" Yeah. And uh, just the celebrations. Ryan Christie's interview afterwards, yeah. where he was almost in tears. Uh-huh. It just showed you how much it means to these players. Yes, sir. I can boogie. Stephen, are you a singer? No. You, no, no. Yeah, player. Not, no. Are you going to see you back soon? That'd be the good news for that Falkirk. Be good, yeah. Joint top of the table there. You'll be back soon. Is that the news? Yeah, yeah hopefully, yeah. Good. I mean, it was a bit of a blow. It's a blow to miss any games, but the top of the league clash last week, it was a real sore one to miss. But yeah. um, top of the league after the first quarter, so reasonably happy. Okay, Scotland in action tonight. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Thursday evening, Paul Cooney with Stephen McGinn, Andy Walker and your calls coming in on 0808 17 17 700 ahead of the big game tonight. Or you can join the conversation at Go Football Show in Seville. The Heat, Andy, you were in that. We were all in that stadium back in 2003. What a great memory, yeah. yeah. What a great memory. One great the, trip. Yeah. And just a great occasion, a Scottish club uh, going to a European final. And I, I can only see that that is multiplied by a million times when you see Scotland get into a major yeah, tournament. Course, that yeah. I, That's what I'd love to see, just all the all the men, women, children going to follow the, the national team in a, in a big tournament abroad. It'd be fantastic. That game, of course, was the UEFA Cup final 20 years ago. Celtic yeah. Porto, of course. Henrik Larsson scored a double. Larson. Still didn't win. Yeah. Celtic down to 10 What a men. great performance. They had them in the ropes as well, didn't they? Yeah. 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 It was brilliant. Big John played that night, did he not? He didn't. He was injured. Was he injured? He would have. He played in the... Obviously, wow. remember that goal against Liverpool. Yeah. But it was cruel... Um, in the final but that's what happens in Mourinho the young yeah. coach there who won yeah. the Champions League European Cup yeah. 12 and months I always later. remember the amount of time they time spent wasting. celebrating yeah. for uh, goals it oh, was yeah. astonishing and the time wasting going on huh? was it the keeper rolled and rolled yeah, and rolled yeah. no, well yeah. uh, Deco as well in the middle yes, of the park right. went to Bar- yeah. they, it was a yeah. quality team sure. but at that point you had Celtic Rangers spending a lot of money and since I retired the best Celtic Rangers teams I've seen would have been around that time the early 2000s Celtic and Rangers both were absolutely top notch and Rangers of course were in Seville well, it was just last summer it's only 17 months ago Amazing, because it's two it? seasons ago but everyone says Amazing. oh yeah a couple of years ago it was 17 months ago yeah. and came so close as well just that penalty kick which uh, was missed and the rest was history so what is going to happen tonight let's hear from the manager he wants to qualify as soon as possible well, we want to get the job done as quickly as possible if it means that we're good enough to get it done tomorrow night that would be great if not We've got two more chances in November and we've got those chances because we've started the group so well. We have 15 points from five games. That's a good start. We know we have to get more points to go over the line. Do I think this team will finish the group on 15 points? No, I think we'll get more points, whether that's tomorrow or in November. Good line, Stephen, isn't it? You know, we'll, we'll get more than 15 points. Yeah, he's been pretty bullish throughout. Mm. I think he spoke it earlier in the campaign about trying to win the group. And if you're going to win the group, you're going to have to get a result tonight and... 
It would be a great feeling. I mean, I expect Norway to beat Cyprus. It would just be a great feeling to get the job done ourselves tonight and not have that month of um, any sort of doubt get into those two games and really make it a special night to, to see the team off before the, the tournament. John McGinn was asked today how we're going to beat Spain. Well, we need to be aggressive. It's in our nature as a, as a country. Hard-working, determined. We'll fight for every ball. We probably didn't do that enough against England, um, which is why we... We were off the back here. Uh, so why we ended up with a, a comfortable defeat. So we know uh, we need to get the balance right. We need to be physical and aggressive. But we have got good players as well. We're not just that. And af- at the Spain game, even though we were, uh, we showed good moments of quality to, to win the game. So we need to respect them. They're a top quality side and, and we need to do whatever we can to win the game. Andy, we sure will respect them. But yeah. Well, we've taken care of them at Hamden. It's an entirely different prospect tonight. They're in their own backyard. We know that they're very capable of keeping the ball, keeping the ball really well. They move it from side to side. They'll have good penetration. Even with the fullback, Carvajal, I'm sure he'll get forward if he plays. We'll be up against it tonight. Um, and it's a really good test just for playing against one of the really top sides in preparation for, I think, what we all believe we we will at some point uh, qualify. I think we'll probably qualify at the weekend when yeah. when uh, Spain and is it Spain and Norway go head to head. And that could be crucial, isn't it? We'll be watching that one as well, Stephen. What do you think? Do you suspect it'll be the weekend when we'll find yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Spain will beat Norway on Sunday. Yeah. Tonight, I mean, Spain. What, what you're what you're going to try and hope the game goes like? Spain are going to have six hundred, seven hundred passes. Can they, can you make the game almost boring? where they're just passing it in front and think they're being progressive with their passing but you're actually controlling where they pass I've spoke of that before sometimes playing against Brendan Rodgers Celtic team where just try and get as many bodies behind the front and have let Scott Brown be picking the ball up in his own half let them pass it side to side and don't let them hit, hit that forward one because if they can find that early one that early goal that early pass it that cuts through yelling and it can be a real uh, long night Should we go on the line so 8 17 17 700 Stephen Reside is on the line good evening Stephen how you doing guys alright good hi Stephen how how are you I'm hoping for an absolute snore fest tonight a snore fest in just terms what, of I'm taking a ball in 0-0 sure just what the guys are saying yeah exactly 0-0 um, What's your team well, tonight? I'm actually looking at the team. Yep. I'm looking at the team. And with Kieran Tierney out, I, yep. I would change the formation. What would you, what, what would you do? Five at the back. Five at the back so pivotal. And we play that to get Kiki and Robbo yep. in the same system. Um, so I'd change it to a 4-1-4-1. Four, one, four, one. Mm-hmm. I'd go gun and goal. Mm-hmm. A back for the Hickey, Porteous, Henry and Robertson. Hickey, Porteous, Henry. Hold on, hold on. Porteous, Henry. Okay. And... Robertson. Hickey, Robertson. Um, yeah, Portis, yeah. Henry, Hickey, sure. Robertson. See in radio, because we um, can't put the pictures up, so yep. Okay. Yep. I'm getting McGregor in front of the back four. Mm-hmm. Yep. McGinn on the right, as he does for Villa. Mm-hmm. McTominay and um, Gilmore in the middle. Mm-hmm. Christie on the left, and then Dykes up front. Right, okay. Andy, what do you think on that line? Because that was a about to ask it's, it's, all three of you it's something that might work uh, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Scotland went to a four but they're capable of still playing that system they could play uh, Cooper as one of the, the back three you could leave the, the full backs Hickey and Robertson uh, sorry the wing backs and you know at times you will we will have five at the back we will be asked to defend tonight 
uh, for, for large periods. And it's really important uh, what we do with the ball, as Stephen was alluding to earlier. How do we get forward? Where, where's the pace in the team? How do we get up and support if it is Lyndon Dykes or if it is Shea Adams? Um, how does John McGinn get up and support? We've seen what Scott McTominay can do for club and country. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a remarkable recent goal-scoring record. So uh, can we get him in and around the box and in good possession? We'll obviously have our threat from set pieces, but um, I mean, Spain are going to dominate the ball. I think we, we all expect that. Stephen, what do you make of Stephen's lineup? See, I was totally with Stephen mm-hmm. until I started to kind of put together my team and, and the makeup of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the long term progression in this Scotland team, I think we've got to be able to go to a four at the back. I think, I mean, I love Kieran Tierney bits. I think he's a top drawer player, but he does miss a lot of football games. And I think that's why it's a frustration maybe with Elliot Anderson. Can we get a Harvey Barnes? These guys that can come in and provide natural width up the park. Because my problem when you go to the four at the back is where do John fit in? And he's got John and Ryan Christie in the wide areas. John plays in the wide area for Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. The beauty of the Aston Villa team is when they play wide is he can play quite narrow. He can almost still play centre midfield because they stretch teams with the pace of Diaby and Watkins. So you don't really need the wingers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John and Jacob Ramsey play off the sides and they, they, they can, they're, they're able to play in narrow because the other team's so wary of the pace of and it creates space. Um, they're so worried about Watkins and Diaby they drop so deep there's in space for Jacob Ramsey and John to pick up and almost still be playing can attack midfield even though on paper they're wide and I'm just looking at this team and I'm thinking where if we're in the 4 one you do need a bit of pace you need, need a bit of width to, to, to hurt Spain to cause them a bit of problems and I don't see where it's come from so I've then gone back from my agreeing with Stephen's formation and tried to piece together I've then went back and think this squad has been picked again to go with the same formation so I I, I do, I totally agree. I, I think the progression of the national team, Stephen's totally right. I think we need, need to be able to go to a four, but I don't think it'll be for tonight. Andy, we'd all be happy though, as Stephen said, Stephen Reside, a boring game would do us tonight. A boring game yeah. would do us. Uh, I mean, that would require us to be at the top of our game because I, I think we know that uh, Spain will be out for a bit of revenge. They've got a terrific record at home. Uh, the conditions will, will, will really suit them. Um, we'll have a great support there tonight, but um, you know I think the chances will be few and far between. I, I don't expect us to win tonight, but uh, if we do, uh, I think it gives you even more confidence as to what we might be able to achieve next summer. Stephen, it's been an amazing no, campaign. Uh, do you think the England game sorry, did us any harm? It's funny, I'll just play you um, what Graeme Sunnis said about the match with the old enemy What just over a month ago. They've been fabulous. I was deeply disappointed with their performance against England. I think it's uh, the tamest, friendliest England-Scotland game I've ever witnessed. Um, that is disappointing because if there's one game you, you want to play in and, and be fiery, it's that one. But apart from that, they've just been fabulous. It looks like they're going to qualify. And... and um, the manager has done a great job but I think this is the best group of players we've had for a couple of decades and that's why we've been digging up results playing well Stephen what do you take from that from Graham Sunnis yeah the Western England game was disappointing but I'd much rather get a result tonight than would have got a result against England I would have much rather got the result against Cyprus than I would have against England because it's all about qualifying, it's all about getting there and 
I'm pretty sure by the end of the week that we'll be there. Listen, Stephen makes a great point about the width in the four-one-four-one formation. Um, I just, I just don't think the five at the back works without Kieran Tierney in it. So we need to try and find a way uh, uh, of doing something different tonight. Because if you look at our results, playing five at the back without Kieran Tierney in it, I think we've only won one game. I, I, I agree with you Stephen and I bet you Steve Clark he probably never admitted it publicly but I bet you maybe agreeing with that I think when you look back to you can only go on Steve Clark's coaching decisions his commandment team is very much a 4-4-2 4-4-1-1 but a big part of Steve Clark's best commandment teams where he was always able to counter-attack with Jordan Jones he was so quick he was always the outball at, at times he had Greg Stewart as well who was able to carry the ball so I think he might feel with a 4-4-2 he, he just doesn't have the players up the park to, to kind of play that way Andy what's the role tonight of a man who's really informed Scott McTominay he was the headline maker wasn't he Monday morning after his two goals for United yeah his two goals for United showed what he can do in the opposition box I think he's equally important in uh, defending I mean he's great height great physique he, he meets the ball so well he's strong he's aggressive he can defend for us as well that's why I think he'll play uh, from the start but if we get a, a corner if we get a free kick in that last third then he is one of the ones that will attract a bit of attention he don't need to he doesn't need to score all the time but he's the type of guy that can win a header can we feed off the, the second ball um, and that's why you're always you're always capable of getting a goal when McTominay is in the team and that's been shown in this group so far Graham Dorrance was on with us last night along with Peter Grant and between them they were going through the team and how it might be Scott McKenna's name came up could you see him playing tonight, Andy? Well, you've got McKenna, you've got Cooper. I mean, Hendry and Porteous have been in there in the last number of games and that has been part of the, the back three, the back five. Um, you know, Robertson and Hickey, I think, are a bit of a, a, a shoe-in. Yeah. So whether it's Porteous, Hendry and McKenna or Cooper, I mean, it gives you that shape that we have been used to. And I think we can defend well. Uh, we'll need to defend well tonight, but... Uh, it's what we what what we've all been talking about. What, what does Scotland do when we've got the ball? How do we get on the pitch, and how do we how do we give Spain a bit of a problem? And they disagreed on Billy Gilmer. Um, it, I think it was Graham thought he would play, but Peter threw in the name of Ryan Christie and thought he would come in this evening. So they both could be in, but you don't reckon they will be. Stephen nil nil. Is that what you're? Well, I know you're hoping for. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, probably if I'm being honest my head's saying that it will be 3-1 Spain but my heart's telling me it's going to be one each but I, th- I think the head's going to be right to well, we, we would rather your, your your heart the one each exactly. would do is uh-huh. um, right. but I don't yeah. I think Spain have just got too much but yeah. I'm sure come the end of this week we'll, we'll be qualified and we'll be in Germany let's hope so great to hear from you tonight and on Friday you enjoyed the Chris Boyd at lunch, the charity lunch. I saw you were in good form. Jim White told me it was great to meet you as well afterwards. So, were they in good form? No, fantastic to meet all those guys. And I think the most important thing is raising money for the charity. So, yeah. it was great to see a record amount of money raised. Then. That was the most important thing. But no, great day out. And the food was decent as well. So, I suppose. <laughs> That's good, Stephen. <laughs> and Barry, of course, you met him. I saw that in your social media, so that was good. And Barry as well, he had a wee op yesterday morning. On How his did he go? Uh, yeah, he's doing well. 
Yeah. <laughs> the update, you'll be listening, won't you, Stephen? You'll know as well. You and Barry are on all the time, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, but one knee between the two years. <laughs> the captain's chat. Yeah. Stephen aside, thanks so much. Let's hope we're talking. All the best, Stephen. I've only got one good knee between my two legs as well, so it's fine. <laughs> Stephen, you're some you man. Thanks so much. Enjoy the game tonight. Stephen. Right. Cheers, Stephen. Stephen aside, I like that's true, isn't it? Let's hope for a boring nil-nil. Rodri would be absolutely raging. Does Steve Clark care? No, can't even remember what he said, to be honest. It's not something that I ever get involved in. We That game was in March. This game's in October. It's a, it's a totally different totally different game. Yeah, over it, I think the message is. John McGinn was asked the same question. What about Rodri? It doesn't matter anymore. I probably lost count of how many trophies he's won since that game, so... Um, there's not much we can say to to him. I mean, he, he will have said things in the heat of the moment, but it's gone now. He's a he's a world class player who we all respect as a squad, and I think the country should follow that. You're coaching him well there. Does wee brother ever ask you, big brother? Well, I, I think he knows yeah. that if he gets into a kind of sparring verbal match with Rodri, then Rodri wins because <laughs> not only does John need to play his Spain team, he has to play his Man City team. Of course, um, yeah. Which isn't always enjoyable, as John tells us quite often. Exactly, I can imagine. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, we're going on the lines on 0808 17 17 700. Looking forward to Scotland tonight, looking elsewhere to see what's happening. Still waiting for news on who is going to be the new Rangers manager and a big Rangers fan Derek is on the line good evening Derek hey good evening Paul good evening panel hi, uh, hi Derek Andy you said about Andy you said about the level of success a Rangers fan would want from the new manager a new manager only can come in and give us a better brand of football that they've, that they've not been watching a very good brand of football recently and continuously win games and then you never know what could happen because when after the international break Celtic's got Atletico Madrid home and away, mm-hmm. and in between that they're away to Tynecastle and Easter Road. Yep. So one draw there and Rangers can be right back in it. The new manager only can come in and win games. Derek, uh, my, po- my, my point uh, was that just in general, this, this Rangers squad is not good enough to, to win the league, in my view. Uh, Celtic may well drop points, but they're not going to drop uh, as many as Rangers. This is a Rangers squad that will also drop points and I'm just wondering what this new manager whoever he is will be given to spend because this Rangers team needs uh, help this Rangers squad needs more quality and um, I don't know how much they've got to spend do you? I don't think Andy you need to spend a lot of money I think you need to have a better eye on the manager or whoever who needs to have a, a better eye for a player there are bargains out there because you didn't spend any money in Cadwell you spent limited money on Raskin so you need to have a proper eye for a player you don't need to spend a great deal of money uh, do you imagine you come in and get a better tune out of uh, Danilo Dezels Lammers you never know it might have been the training method well you might be right I'll, but I'll I, I'm just I just don't see the quality I think they've played enough games now and you can make a reasonable judgement I think on these new signings and I, I don't see anyone who's going to be a game changer and Win, win tight games for Rangers I can only uh, absolutely Rangers needed to change uh, the structure the manager the, the leadership but any manager coming in needs funds to buy new players to, to have a bit more quality 
and um, that's why I was putting out there what what do you think is a level of success for this new manager coming in I, I think you need to win both the Cups and and run Celtic as close as he possibly can like continues to just keep trying not to drop stupid points I know what you're saying they probably will drop points but they just need to try and keep as close as they can to Celtic and just hope that Celtic maybe slip up all they can do is win games uh, but I still and I said it before a ball was kicked Rangers need two, two out and out wingers they're far too narrow and they need a, a, a dominant six foot five centre half that's just going to clear his lines and a number 10 that would be the four positions I think the new manager has got to look at four, who, four who positions cost at? money not necessarily if you've got an eye for a player yeah. Kyogo didn't cost you a great deal of money did he? No, okay. a few million. But sure, Stephen. Um, uh, if you'd attended Paul's money, Andy, who would you put <laughs> on the next Rangers manager? Oh, I've no idea who's in the running. I've no idea. It seems to flip from from one name uh, to the next. But uh, uh, Paul mentioned earlier that you know they they should maybe get one in soon, and I'm sure there will be someone in place before Rangers take on Hibs in their next game. Is it swinging back to Kevin Musket? We don't know, but it just you know this time yesterday, uh, it seemed to be that they uh, both Clement seem to have the said. level of experience yeah. that is required. Unlike Michael Beale, sure. And Derek's uh, ambitions, realistic at the moment, do seem realistic, don't they? Because they could well win, should win the League Cup. Agreed, the Via Play Cup, they're, and they're then favourites undoubtedly. Yeah. And if yeah. they can stay within touching distance of Celtic if it had gone to 10 points at the weekend and then the Scottish Cup who knows what happens by then that's obviously until next year is, does that sound reasonable Stephen McGill? Yeah I think and Andy's right I don't think this I think there's pain along the way with this Rangers squad for the new manager but I, I think Derek and Rangers fans out there will be, be looking at it and similar similar to maybe Ant and Ange Postacoglu lost three of the first six games I remember Livingston away being particularly bad but Rangers away when they lost 1-0 and Hearts away when they lost late on to John Suter's header 2-1 Celtic fans took a lot of positives from that if this new manager can come in and improve it and and, and as as I said there as Andy said that this Rangers team's going to drop points but if he, he can give them enough encouragement no he can make this better this current squad which isn't good enough he can make it better he can give it an identity he can give it he can pick his best 11 from that, which hasn't been the case. I don't think at any point Michael Beale knew his best 11. I don't think Stephen Davis and Alex Ray picking a team up knew where, where the best 11 was. I think that's why they, they dipped into the academy, just for a bit of a bit of enthusiasm. So if this new manager can bring that and can find his best team between now and January, and as the interview process is going on, you've, you'd like to think that they're talking about potential names, potential signings, how, how you improve it, how you get more quality into that squad and, f- and for the budget required Andy is it a factor if it's Kevin Muscat he will he knows the Japanese market it's been really good for Celtic the Japanese market the South Korean and I see they're looking at a player as well Yong Ho Yun a midfielder perhaps coming to Celtic is that a hindrance or a, a plus for Kevin Muscat well I think the plus for Kevin Muscat is that he's got experience he's won some stuff before and uh, he's got a number of years in management I think that will serve him well he'll know what the demands of a club like Rangers are in Glasgow and Scotland and um, you know I, I think the Knicks manager um, I think the Rangers supporters must realise they are they are miles away from competing with Celtic for a title it, 
absolutely anyone can win a cup, but the 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 one you really want is is the title, uh, not just for the prestige of it. Uh, financially, it's hugely important. Stephen, do you think a good manager can make these players better? We don't know that much about the Lammers, etc. And we've seen Desers and people are you know, having a go. At them. But is it possible? Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a couple of players. I mean, and Desers, he's quite, he's really surprised me just how poor he's been. I don't think necessarily he came in and is going to do anything spectacular in training to all of a sudden the first touch is brilliant. Yeah. What I do, I think, I think if you find a, a best 11, a best formation uh, that suits this Rangers team because we've spoken about it long enough, it, it doesn't have natural width. I think even at times when you see Seema out, out wide who is scoring goals at the minute, he, he seems to do all his best work in, in, in the box. And there was one point on Saturday we kind of threw a name uh, Sunday threw a nameless cross in from out wide and you could see Alex Ray and Steve Davis screaming at him, look, don't cross it. But it doesn't seem a natural winger. But if the new manager, whether it's Clement, whether it's um, Kevin Musket, they, they have to identify their best 11 as soon as possible. And, and as I said, something that Michael Beale just couldn't do. Is there any room in the conversation for Frank Lampard? Somebody suggested the name's coming back I, into the I, I don't think so. Yep. I, I don't see much evidence in his managerial uh, career so far that would uh, mean he could yep. be successful at Rangers. I think he's always spent uh, a bit of money. And, um, you know, I think he's he's certainly got something to offer in much the same way as Steven Gerrard had. Mm. You can see Wayne Rooney, what he's done with his, his name has got him into has got him into Birmingham at the expense of John Eustace, who was doing a fabulous job. So your name can can take you uh, places, but I, I don't think Frank Lampard's name would, would take him to Ibrox. Derek, the left-field candidate, if there is one, could it be John Eustace? I still think, uh, I don't know if you remember I said this, but yeah. my first choice would have been Potter. I think up with Kevin Muscat. I think his experience... Yeah. Uh, playing for the club knows the city knows the demand of the fans I think that'll swing it in his favour uh, the, the Belgium could be another Paul Le Guin you, you don't know what you're getting with him with Kevin Muscat he'll know the demands of these fans uh, and that's why I think it'll be Kevin Muscat Derek thanks so much for calling speak to you thanks, soon Derek. cheers thank you 0808 17 17 700 John Eustace you'll know him from your time in England yeah we, in my playing career he was my yeah. favourite ever captain Loved him as I a captain. Yeah, uh, where was that? At Watford. At Watford, um, yeah. Honestly, when I was a young player, I mean, you don't ever see yourself as being a captain almost. You're a young player, sure. bit of a sheep, just try to fit into the dressing room and be popular. And Last just time remember, happen, you, you look at him and you think, um, just uh, just everything about him, I, I loved him as a captain, the way the way he led, the way he was a bit older in age than us, but he kind of, he kept that distance between kind of being involved with us but still being uh, professional he's, and he's another example Stephen of how brutal management can be uh, he was doing a terrific job at Birmingham and I know that Birmingham now attracted uh, Tom Brady there's a big there's a big off field presence and much Tom the same Brady way play? I mean you know <laughs> well yeah. he's got he's got some stardust yeah, sure. in much big the same time. way that they have at Wrexham but um, yeah, but, yeah but Wrexham don't go and get just a top player they yeah. go and get Phil Parkinson who's yeah. been in the lower leagues for years and yeah. years, knows the gate, knows the teams, knows the, the... Well, he's been hard done by John yeah. Eustace and I'm sure he'll, he'll pop up at a good club uh, soon enough.
All right, we're going to go for the news in a moment or two. Thanks to our own Peter Quinn, who got the interview with uh, Graham Souness, and we might hear him with uh, Ali McCoist in the next hour. But good time for you to call in. We'll have the team news in the next hour. We'll find out exactly who Scotland are putting out tonight. Starting 11 for the game with Spain in Seville. It's going to be a massive game. Group A. 15 points from the first five, five games, but these are, I mean, they won the European Nations just last year, so last summer. So we'll look out for that. Okay, quick break for the news and then we're back. And you know the number, 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 233 Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Our 44 minutes to go till kick-off in Seville, in the heat, Spain against Scotland. Let's go on the lines. Kevin is on from Motherwell. Good evening, Kevin. How are you, Ray? Yeah, good. Andy Walker's here. So Hi, too is Stephen McGinn. Hi, Kevin. Hi. Hi. Uh, um, it was just a couple of points. I just had a point. Yeah. Uh, first point about Scotland, and then the second. I've got another okay. point after that, just about uh, kind of Rangers, really. But okay, Scotland. Yeah. I was I was on last week, and obviously I spoke about a <laughs> Scotland game coming up, and I was looking forward to it. But I just wanted to know once we day qualify, <laughs> especially Andy, Stephen, Paul, yourself, mm-hmm. what, what new guys do you think are going to make that plane into the Euros? Because I think we need it'd be good to keep the the squad fresh I think we're on a total agreement that Ben Doak will be there but I would love to see Lewis Ferguson get a run of games I know it's hard because the midfield's the strongest part of the squad but I mean that boy is in one of the top three leagues in the, uh, in the world and he's uh, he's, doing, he's not doing good he's doing brilliant in that league so I, I, surely when it comes to a point where Steve Clark saying to himself my hands are tied I need to give this boy a chance because he I'd hate to see him getting held back any longer because he, he's doing brilliant here in Italy. I think there's always a, a level of loyalty from a manager when he's got a squad and a group of players that have done well for him. And I think the question you ask yourself, Kevin, is who do you take out of the team to put Lewis Ferguson in? I knew you got to ask that, Andy. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, mate. And see, as a Celtic fan, mate, it pains me, right? <clears throat> but I wouldn't mind if Callum McGregor took a back seat and he got a shot, or and I'm a big, I'm a big John McGinn fan. Uh, I, I'm not going to get it the fact that we we missed out signing that boy, but maybe maybe he comes in for him a wee bit. You know what I mean? Kind of drop McTominay, he's on fire. But surely, surely, if he's if you've got a good player, other countries do it. And Andy, you see it all over the world: the Spanish, the Germans, the Dutch. Big players get dropped. For I, other, other I big agree with you, Kevin. I, I, I think I think uh, he's got great ability. Lewis Ferguson, but I, I wouldn't be taking either Callum McGregor or John McGinn out of the mm. team to, to put him in. Kevin, I was speaking to producer James about this with uh, Lewis Ferguson before we came on air, but how unfortunate he is in terms of the position he plays. You think of the level he's playing at, he's 
such an important player in Serie A but it is a really competitive area of the park when you think of, of course it is. he is competing with I mean Billy Gilmore's playing every week for a really good Brighton team Scott aye, McTominay aye. At, at Man United obviously John Raston Villa Callum McGregor's a Celtic captain there is no disgrace aye. in just missing out on that team yeah. but we have got we, we've got a friendly during the week against France you'd hope to see a lot more of Lewis Ferguson but he is battering the door down I mean he is getting yeah, people speaking about him and he's probably on the verge of another big move which would really propel him in, in Steve Clark's thoughts Kevin do you agree what we need as well is more striking options it'd be great to see players coming through who will challenge Shea Adams or Lincoln Dykes we just don't have yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be oh, interesting to see the development sorry uh, Kevin I was just going to say I think it'll be interesting to see the development if he can get some more game time uh, Ben Doak I mean, everyone talks about the level of excitement and potential that he has. And if we qualify for the tournament, I'm sure we will. May not be tonight, but I'm sure we will qualify then. Absolutely, yeah. he's one that uh, might just take everyone by surprise. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a doc. I think it'd be great. I mean, I don't know this re- the ins and outs of the Elliot Anderson stuff. He's not coming, is he? I, I don't know, but when you've got a tournament yeah. to offer, um, it might change things, but... It is, it is probably the one area in the park. I mean, Shea Adams and Lyndon Dykes have been great over the last few years. But a lot yeah, of the goals yeah, do. Yeah. A lot of the goals come from John. They come from sure. Scott McTominay. They come from Ryan Christie. They come from set pieces, which is great. But it does feel for this team to take that next hurdle. And it is, and it's a brilliant place. It's the best place we've been as a national team in a long, long time. But to go and really make that next step, we probably do need one or two add-ins in the, in the top area of the park. Mm-hmm. And, Kevin, what's your point on Rangers you're a Celtic fan but Aye. obviously the hot Aye, topic Aye. is who's going to be the new Rangers manager but what do you want to say about the squad yeah. um, well just very quickly Stephen so you said about, there about Elian Anderson yeah. we've yes. got a, a tournament to offer him he, he's, done, he's done big man no, no yeah. chance I don't want to should he, should he touch me a barge pole it shouldn't be a case of we've got a, a, we're, we're dangling a carrot we're Scotland see where does he want to play for us See you later. That, that's it, mate. That's, he's, he's done. I, so forget I, him. I'm with you, but I'd be surprised if Steve Clark totally shut the door because Steve Clark can't afford to yeah. shut every door, every totally person. Yeah. Mm. The he, fans are shutting the door, though, Stephen. Do you know what I mean? We, I know. They, the, the, you know, the fans of the Tartan Army are like them. We're not, they, we're not, I'm not the biggest. I'm not in the, I don't go to all the games, but yeah. I'm done with him. I'll never cheer that boy on. No chance. He never, ever. The way you walk, walk a training, all the trainers know for me. No chance. And you've got somebody like Lewis Ferguson, Barton, and Bedorton, mm-hmm. and other players. No chance, mate. He's done. Scotland fans won't support that boy. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm, really I, 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 I'm not trying to disagree with you. I, I do get it. I, I, there's a major case for just, just shutting the door on him if he doesn't want to play. But I do for this team to get better, we do need attacking players in that wide area because when we're playing, we're playing at that top level, like the last Euros. As something at times I thought Croatia toyed with us a wee bit in that formation when they just kept switching the play Modric was just switching it and tiring us out and then they would, they would hit us we, we, we don't have that pace in the squad that we can go and soak up a wee bit of pressure and then counter attack I think I think that's fair comment and it would be great we would all be so behind uh, a new fresh young player coming in we all knew about Ben Doak at, at Celtic and the potential that he had he's suddenly gone to Liverpool and they're speaking highly of him. He's getting a bit of game time and who knows, if there's an injury or two, he might get even more and that can only be good from a Scotland point of view. On you go, Kevin. Yeah. What's, your, what's your Rangers? The point, the point, yeah. point, 
the point with Rangers was um, Andy. I, I I don't often agree with everything you say, Andy. Right? But um, not the only I one. Totally agree with you. <laughs> but uh, I respect you by the way you did well for Celtic so thanks very much for everything you've done for the team but um, see we, we Rangers I've got I agree with Andy Rangers are light years but not light years but they're at least three four years behind Celtic and because simply just based on the finances because that uh, Michael Beale has spent the vast majority of their money on no very good players the new manager that comes in the boy the, the boy Derek and I've had issues with that boy, Derek, anyway, ever since he hanged Barry Ferguson. But a new manager's not going to come in and give that, give that team um, a new lease of life, I don't think. Because, you know, one thing is that team's confidence is shot to pieces. And the people that are to blame for that are the Rangers fans themselves because they're getting booed after park every like every single game, booed off, booed off at half time. Dessers, um, I've been listening to. You know, people like Kenny Miller and that talking on the radio, and they're saying the boy's coming off the pitch like nearly in tears, as if he's just his confidence is shot to bits. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a new manager's going to have to be a miracle uh, worker to come in and turn the players around. There's, there's, they've only made two decent signings, and that's the goalkeeper. And I like the big well, boy. Well, listen, mani- manager, yeah. managers can make a difference. They can they can have a different approach, and results can be better. That gives everyone a, a, a bit of a lift. But my point remains the same that just in general, the strength, the depth, when you compare Celtic and Rangers squads, I think there's a I think there's a bit of a chasm there. But you got a miracle worker in the summer of twenty twenty one when Ange Postacoglu came in. Because remember, Rangers twenty five points ahead of Celtic. Nobody saw that coming. But it, it, can you can you appreciate some maybe the fr- frustration the Rangers support, Kevin? Me think that they're seven points behind a Celtic team that's been so far from its best. I need to think of Carter Vickers been injured. Liam Scales probably been the one player that's played all the games at centre half. Scott Baines had to play with a suspension to uh, Joe Hart. Yep. Who would have thought the back end of last season that James Forrest would be back to kind of being a starter? So. They're looking across the city and thinking that was a wee chance in terms of the transition from Ange Postacoglu's team to the new Brendan Rodgers team. And with the belief that Brendan Rodgers will make this Celtic team a lot better than it is currently, but they're thinking, we could have, we could have stayed in this fight. Yes, we didn't make much signings. Yes, the squad's not exact, but we shouldn't be this far behind so early on. Lots of calls coming in. Kevin, thanks for that. Here's Mark, a Rangers fan, who might answer that. Mark, good evening. How are you doing, guys? I love it. Yeah, good. You? Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. No, not bad, not bad. It's yeah. Yeah, are you making the dinner? What are you having? What is it tonight? Oh, no, I'm not telling you that. You should look down on me. All right, fair enough. We'll be there. Right, so what about your point there um, on Rangers? I know you want to talk about Scotland as well, and so do we with the big match tonight. But do you think, have the fans been too hard on the players during the last couple of months of Michael Beale's reign? No. No. Why? Absolutely not. Yeah. Because they've just been poor. I mean, sometimes there's even there's no one but a fight or anything about it. And it's just it's just really poor. I mean, you look back maybe teams when I was growing up, you'd all leaders like you'd go off McCall, even McCoy was one, you know. So you'd all these people, Gorham, you'd all these people, and then you'd go through the years, you'd Amaruso, Ferguson. Newman, he's all them. Fair enough, they were all big international players. I know money's different now, mm-hmm. but they were they were all leaders. There's not one leader that I see in that team. Who do you think your new manager is going to be, or who do you want? None of them excite me. Really? 
in, in all yeah. honesty. Mm. Uh, there's no standout candidate for me. Uh, Potter was probably the one, but he's making more money doing, doing his gardening and what have you. Yeah. So, but in all honesty, the, the new manager thing. doesn't need to excite anyone. I mean, you, you saw what happened to Ange Postacoglu when he came to Glasgow. It was Ange who, who is this guy? What does he know about Scottish football? He's never been here, he's got no experience. Um, so, well, I don't think you need to... I can't really comment on it because I don't really know much about sure. these two. The only reason Kevin Musket has been mentioned is because of Ange Postacoglu. If we took Ange Postacoglu out of the equation, nobody, I mean, they'd be up for the same as it was for Celtic if we were going to appoint a manager for Japan so I don't really get I, I, I just I, I can't I don't really have a I, I don't know enough about the pair of them to really yeah. have a to have an opinion really Is there anything in Graham Souness as the overall general manager and maybe a Derek McInnes as manager how would you feel about that Mark? Well I think the fans would be more angry about that to, to be honest with Derek McInnes because he was offered it before and said no he had these reasons. If it wasn't going to be a success, then he would have been hounded out because the, the way the club was getting run at the time, he would have been hounded out. It wouldn't have mattered. Sometimes it's not the right time to take a job. Yeah. Now, yeah, you'd say that. It probably would be a good choice. don't see why not, but I think the board would have a massive backlash if they did appoint him. And yet that was in the Dave King times and it was think- reported last week that he, you know, he, even Walter mm. had said... It's maybe not the deal. That, I, I think that it Derek, have been. I think Derek McInnes could certainly do the job, uh, whether the Rangers board are, are interested in him. Um, I think it would inspire him because, you know, he did all this stuff at Aberdeen yeah. where he got them second, decent brander, football, some cup finals, maybe not enough, maybe yeah. not enough winning at uh, Hamden, but yeah. um, you know, a bit of European experience. I think it would fire the passions of. Mm. Derek, but it does seem as though we're down to two, isn't it? Come on, or or musket. Mm. Mark, what's your point on Scotland? It was the last call there was saying about uh, the Newcastle boy. Uh, I will never have him back or anything like that because what he's done, he said no, and what have you? Yeah, Elliot Anderson, yeah. Yeah, uh, Scotland asked Adams to come, Mm -hmm. and he said no, he didn't want to come. And then we got to a tournament and then he said, no, no, I'll come now. Mm-hmm. So it's the exact same thing. I think, I think Angus Gunn was along the same lines as well, uh, yeah, Mark. Yeah, the exact same. You know what I mean? So we're not a nation that can pick and choose. Really, if these guys are going like that, well, not, not just now. And see if they're better than the players we've got, take them. I don't think you find you know, any it. manager who would, who would, you know, think that way, like a, like a supporter, if you, if you like, Mark. I think they, they need options and if someone can do them a turn and if Angus Gunn saves a penalty tonight to get us a point we'll, we'll be all, all over him we'll, he'll, he'll be lauded in the same way as David Marshall was uh, for, for getting us to a, a, a European finals so managers I think they, differently uh, as many options as possible for them I think that's the way they look at it Stephen it was so public there probably wasn't it in that he was in the camp and then he left yeah, but he is. I mean, we, we don't know the story. We don't know if England have tapped him up. We don't know what they've promised him. Um, but yeah, as Mark says, it's a great point with Shea Adams. Angus Gunn having a U-turn solved a massive problem we had going forward with the goalkeeping situation. So we don't have, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to have four top-class wingers when we can say Ellie Anderson. No, you're okay. If you don't want to play for us, that's cool. But we don't, we, we are needing 
we are needing continuously good players and he is a good player he's um, so I don't think Steve Clark will shut the door completely and Harvey Barnes but, you'd be having him Mark I would take it if he's you know, when he's fit and if he's going to come oh, absolutely you'd, you'd see if there's any top class player a yeah. guy playing at top level in the Champions League and in England and like you'd take them all day I mean the reverse happened to us as well Stuart McCall was in England, England squad he said no Scotland went England squad and then they said they were going to put him on and run away to do his warm up and wouldn't come back because he said it was the wrong decision you know what I mean so something works both ways what's going to happen tonight do you reckon Mark you know we're not going to well I don't know what do you think one of them ones isn't it it's still yeah. I think it'll probably be 3-0 Spain or something like that but <laughs> uh, we've got ourselves in the best position we can if we get a draw that'd be ideal you never know we could end up just sitting in and Spain well we don't need we don't really need to win this game that's the difference now there's been many times in these situations that we've had to go and go like, oh, well, you need the result against Spain away or these or these super powers and all that. Sure. We don't really need this result tonight. Yeah. Uh, we can deal with it again another night or maybe Cyprus will do as if they'll sit behind the ball or whatever. You never know. It's a great point, Mark. We, we spoke at the start of the campaign and you said to qualify in these from these groups you have to have big wins. We've already had the big two big wins, one in Norway, one at home to Spain. So yeah, we've earned the right, as you said, to... We don't have to. We don't have to get a result tonight. But um, sometimes with the pressure off, you just never know. It could be a special night. A reporter, Peter Quinn, spoke to Ali McCoist recently uh, about Scotland and our qualification. Doing well. Doing really well. Um, England game aside, we are well beaten, but very, very good team. I think the boys have been fantastic. Really have uh, on the threshold of qualification for the Euros, which would be a, you know twice in a row would be magnificent. Uh, and give us an opportunity Tartan Army to go over and support the boys in, in Germany it would be brilliant we're all looking forward to that hopefully Mark thanks very much for calling in to the Go Radio football show Andy what are you feeling now well the team news very shortly I think you've been absolutely right tonight we're going in not huge expectations but never <laughs> underestimate the way yeah, Steve Clark organises I would never have thought that we could have be, beaten Spain at Hamden um, as good as we have become but uh, that night, it wasn't just the fact that we won. We, we deserved it. We, we dominated the, the ball for, for so long. And then to follow that up by going away against Norway and actually winning there when we were a goal behind, that was the, the real game changer uh, for me. So it, it, it's putting everything else um, aside. I, I don't think we'll get anything tonight, but we'll, we'll certainly get there in the end. Is your brother... He won't be listening tonight, but does John sometimes hear bits of the show, Stephen? Could you reveal that? Is it true? Yeah, he does, yeah. 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 He does. It's Spotify. He, hopefully he hears that bit. So here, the guy, the guy earlier on, Stephen, who said, oh, Andy, didn't really like you in the telly, but I love you in the Go Radio <laughs> football show. And then yeah. on, on came uh, Kevin saying, and he's a Celtic fan, saying, well, you know, maybe Callum McGregor, maybe he wanted him rest, rested, maybe John McGinn at times. <laughs> uh, so, I get to, to tell him that. To, to Lewis Ferguson. The fans want you out, John. You wind up with your brother on that one. Tell the truth. That's so, the line, he was asked uh, earlier today, uh, what about Scotland? What about this team, the squad, the atmosphere? Um, more to come? Plenty more to come. Uh, we're all at a good age. We're, we're getting more and more experience in these games. And great thing for us is there's a couple of brilliant young players bubbling away in the background that could come and improve us and uh, help us as we evolve. So, it's a really exciting time to be a Scotland player. Uh, the supporters are here regardless of the results. 
Um, but now we're giving them a bit of success which they're enjoying and hopefully we can carry that on and how it's changed things for us hasn't it Stephen the way that people come out at home tonight in Seville there'll be Scots fans there I know there's a wee bit of you know I hope the police are not being heavy handed because this, the Tartan army have been so good over so many years yeah I mean um, Spanish police at times they are quick to to get involved but I think John's saying one of the young players he'll be say, referencing there is Ben Doak yeah. I think all the Scotland players are avidly watching his progress and hoping for more game time for Liverpool because he has got that bit of X factor going into the tournament next year and a little bit I know um, I know he's under a great manager progressing well at Liverpool but a wee bit of, I wonder if he's a wee bit of touch of regret and you look at the winger situation now at Celtic and he could have been a big part of their team in the Champions League campaign well, Andy is that possible do you think he spares well, a thought for that because yeah, he could have well, been playing look at yep. Celtic are in the Champions League yep. Liverpool aren't but uh, yeah he's gone to um, you know a bigger re- uh, league a richer league a better quality of player he's playing under an, uh, an elite manager who does seem to believe in him I think he will get some more game time between now and the end of the season and you could see what it meant to to Mo Salah when uh, he came off was yeah. it Chelsea first game of the he season he wasn't happy was he wasn't yeah, he happy to see Mendo coming off that's the type of I mean you're, th- you're thinking yeah. Yang getting mm-hmm. used to life at Celtic to compete with Yang He's competing with Mo Salah in yeah. the same position. Mo Salah wants to play every minute of every game. Aye. He wants to break score, scoring records. So it's, they get, it's the type of game he's going to be playing in. Elite manager, Brendan Rodgers as well. So I, I, you know, you're saying about Klopp. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think, but listen, the attra- I understand the attraction of going to England for the level yeah. of competition. Never mind the money. Um, but just that that platform it's a, it's a special league Heard you on Sky the other day and enjoyed it Andy don't worry about that comment <laughs> earlier on and um, Burnley yeah well at Burnley Chelsea I was Chelsea back on form Chelsea were magnificent and in particular Raheem Sterling who's been left out I think of the last four England squads and uh, it just shows you the the quality of player that they've got he was sensational at the weekend his attitude his work rate uh, just his skill and ability. Uh, he's, he was involved in every single goal, got one himself, and just his general level of performance was magnificent. Are they back on the charge then? Chelsea? I think so. Yeah. I, I'm not sure they'll get Watch. up there with the big boys, mm-hmm. but uh, they're, they're certainly... They're, <laughs> we taught them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're certainly better because for the, the last couple of years they've been a bit of a shambles. Given I think they spent about £400 million, uh, getting a dozen players in in the summer. Nearly half a billy, and and they're <laughs> and they're still uh, they're still a bit short. I'm not sure they're a top yeah. four team. Mm-hmm. Poch, elite manager. Poch is a, an elite manager and comes across really well. Uh, Tiago Silva at the back, who's 39, mm-hmm. still got a lot of quality. Yeah. Uh, Caicedo in the middle of the park, but isn't it amazing that you spend a hundred million yeah. on a sitting midfield player? Yeah. It's it's astonishing. Do you hear that? He's 39, still playing. You're only a boy and you're coming back now what do you make of Chelsea he's got two knees I uh, (laughs) I, uh, in frustration at Raheem Sterling not playing at uh, Fulham I went to sub him at my fantasy football team far too early and on his two assists and a goal he was outstanding yeah what about about Tottenham can they only throw it away now for Ange it has been remarkable I was just thinking earlier on we're talking about who's going to be the new Rangers manager and then you know they're so far out of it in general the way it's been going under Michael Beale. Um and then when Ange came in it was the same story Celtic fans were saying they lost the league by 25 points uh, and then at Tottenham they were protesting against this uh, the new manager coming in an Australian from Celtic an amazing amazing start he's had he is so experienced he'd have taken a lot from 
from being a Celtic manager how intense it is Celtic have definitely made him a better manager what what I've seen so far from Tottenham in terms of attacking all the moves everything you expected in terms of even though they lost Harry Kane you still think when Ange Postacoglu team they're still going to create barrels of chances their forwards are all going to score goals but I thought at that top level would they get done and behind the best bit about the, the whole um, Tottenham story so far under Ange Postacoglu is their defensive record really impressed with that yeah, Basuma's been absolutely top class and in every area of the pitch crosses into the box touches in the the opposition penalty box chances created, shots on goal they're, they're up on everything and uh, he's made a tremendous impact The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy Switch to clean renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70% Let's go Steve McGinn, do you get excited? Well, I'm sure you will. We all do as Scots ahead of the game, but your brother playing, that must be a bit special playing against, well, <laughs> any game. As Spain, it is tonight. Yeah, um, I, I suppose it is something you, you, you just kind of get used to and you don't take it all in. But, I mean, sometimes, like, you, you never know how tonight pans out. You're always a bit nervous yeah. going into this game and um, probably glass half empty about how wrong it could go. I mean, last week I thought I'd come in to watch the Aston Villa game and it'd be a quite nice, no pressure night against the, the Bosnian team last week. And mm-hmm. with about two minutes to go, you think this is a disaster. Two games in, no um, one point, what, what a disaster. And then he pops up with a header and it turns out to be quite a special night. So, yeah, I mean, the nerves going into the game, probably probably watching Paul and John are worse than the actual nerves from playing to be honest yeah. um, as I've got older this is what he was talking about today when he was asked about you know the group that we're in how tough it's been but how well we've done Aye, well it's been like that since the start of the group when the draw was made um, it was a very very tough draw considering we managed to get into pot two for the first time in, in a number of years so we were a wee bit deflated for a couple of hours but then we, we realised right let's let's have a go at this and, and try and give ourselves the best chance to, to qualify but the belief's been there from the start the manager said that as soon as the draw came out we want to qualify automatically from this group and we've given ourselves a, a great chance to do that the job's not done yet uh, we come to what will be on paper the, the toughest game um, that each team in the group will face so uh, we know we need to be at our best but the belief's there now to like you said not hope to qualify but let's be a regular fixture in these tournaments for, for years to come Did you jump off the sofa? I know you've got to watch Protect the Knee Were you alright? No I did believe it or not yeah. um, a lot of it was relief a lot yeah. of it was disbelief that John was able to produce that type of header <laughs> um, He's well known for having a big head and called the meatball but he's never <laughs> used it to direct the ball quite as well as that I saw him in football focus the other week wasn't it? He was on he was very good. Yeah. Rings, rings a bell. I think yeah. I told my mum he was going on it, but I missed it. Oh, did you miss it? I thought yeah. you watch everything. Uh, Andy, I remember the last time I saw football? When you were playing, you get big, big family, the brothers and all that. They, yeah. Would they always be... Oh, are they on your case? See when you're playing and everyone wants you to do well? But Sometimes, yeah. I've got yeah. a big family. I'm one of 11, so mm, yeah. six brothers. They were always at, at games. They always had an opinion, but... Uh, the best thing about it is they're always supportive. Of course. So we're waiting for the team news that should come any minute. 7.45 kickoff, isn't it? It's the time just to get home and uh, watch the match tonight. Let's hear a bit more from the manager about this game with Spain. No, looking forward to the game. Obviously, a, a big challenge for us, uh, playing against a really good team. Prepared well in the short period of time that we've had to prepare. So now we look forward to the game. Very good team. Uh, obviously, they won the, the Nations League in, in the summer. I think when we played them in March, they were probably just in a little bit of transition between the previous coach and the new coach. Uh, they did a disappointing World Cup campaign. So we maybe got them at a good time in March. We know 
we have to be very, very good to get a positive result tomorrow night. And the team news has just come out. I'll give you it as I have it. Angus Gunn, of course, the keeper. Aaron Hickey, Andy Robertson, Scott McTominay, John McGinn, Callum McGregor, Lyndon Dykes, Ryan Christie is in there, Jack Henry, Ryan Porteous and Scott McKenna. I know you'll work out how you think we are going to play. So those are the starting 11. Gunn, Hickey, Robertson, McTominay, McGinn, McGregor, Dykes, Christie, Henry, Porteous and McKenna. So McKenna is in there. And on the bench, the subs are, well, Liam Kelly, the goalkeeper, of course, uh, and Xander Clark, John Suter, Liam Cooper, Shea Adams, Billy Gilmore, Stuart Armstrong, Jacob Brown, Lewis Ferguson, Greg Taylor, Nathan Patterson and Kenny McLean. So that's the lineup for Scotland against Spain tonight. Um, we'll give you the Spanish. So first of all, let's get your reaction and who wants to go first there? So Scott McKenna's in. Not that many people expected that. Andy, what are you feeling? I just like the journey he's been on. I right. can remember yep. speaking to Derek McInnes about him, who obviously uh, had him at Aberdeen, but he, uh, I think he was on loan at Air United for a while. So he's come through um, you know, the groundwork and uh, had such a good time at Aberdeen. He's made his move to England. He's now on the international stage. And I think it just shows you that the, the sky's the limit if you keep uh, improving, you keep working hard. And if he plays well tonight, he's he's attracting the you know, the eyes of a, a, a lot of a lot of Spanish eyes mm. where we've got players who are making their mark in, in European football in different leagues. And yep. um, he's someone else that might be be able to to go far. Do you like the look of the team, Andy? Yeah, just yeah. the the shape is the I'm sure it will be the back three with, with Porteous, with Henry, with McKenna, Robertson and Hickey. We'll, we'll be defending as a... Uh, defending deep, defending as a five, trying to deny Spain a, a, a bit of space. But um, we've just spoken about how we how we get forward. We've got Dykes up there. Um, maybe the fact that Gilmer's not there and Ryan Christie's in, maybe that's a, a bit of a surprise. But Ryan Christie is the type of player, if he does get the ball, he can travel with it. 20, 30 yards and get you up the pitch. He's good at that, isn't he? And he gets some goals as well. Okay, tonight yeah. there's going to be a lot of work to yeah, be done. Yeah. So Peter Grant called it right about Ryan Christie. It was a first time for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen, what do you feel? Yeah, I mean, like um, earlier caller Stephen said about the back four, Steve Clark sticking with the same formation, kind of three box midfield, um, the two wing backs. And I think it's really important the role that Lyndon Dykes has tonight. I think in the, the win against Spain... It was one of his best performances. I thought he was outstanding on the night. He caused him real problems. He's different to the type of striker they'll face in, in, in La Liga. So I think he can offer up um, a, a real presence. If, if he's right at his best, then he, he'll be a problem for the Spain centre-half. But just as a team, Spain teams flicks past in the, in the television screen yep. there. You can see, I mean, Gavi's back in the team yep. from, from the game at Hamden. Marata's playing, so... Yep. We're going to see a different Spain tonight. It's, it's a better Spain side than the one we faced in, um, at Hamden. Yeah, it's strong. I've got the team now, Unai. Simon and goals, of course. The back four, Carvajal, Lenormand, Laporta and Baldi. They've got three holding in the midfield. We've got Gavi, Wide, Rodrigo and Marino. Uh, you've got Ferran on the right, Oyathabal on the left, Oyarathabal. And up front, Morata who'll be back in Glasgow next week or the week after, week after, in two weeks' time. Ferran Torres, great yep. with Barcelona. I, I seem to remember the, the young 16-year-old who probably on the bench tonight. What, what is it, Yamal? 
and he scored for, for Barca already. I think he scored in one of the, the Spain games. I mean, he's only he's only 16, so it's telling you that they too are looking at uh, players to come in and you know have an impact and push the more experienced, the more uh, the more uh, familiar names that were associated with Spain. He's pushing them all the way. It's Bedlam in that stadium. I was there a number of years ago uh, when Scotland were there. I think it was a friendly, but there yeah. wasn't wasn't too much friendly about it. And, they were pelted by the oranges, and uh, yeah, I remember the late great Jock Steen saying afterwards. Oranges in, in Seville, indeed, yeah. I remember Jock Wallace went there yeah. as manager. Then this <laughs> is the, the earlier days, uh, and Jock Steen yeah. said afterwards, if this happened to um, yeah. Celtic or Rangers, then they'd be getting banned from Europe. Yeah. But it's allowed. It's different there. But they're passionate, aren't they? That's why they've taken the game to the deep well. They south take of, it. They yeah. take it all around yeah. to the, the country, which is uh, a good thing. But. Um, uh, I just hope that we can get enough of the ball tonight to to be comfortable with it. We do have players in the team who can carry the ball. I'm talking about Ryan Christie. I mean, yeah. John mm-hmm. John McGinn can carry a, a fair amount as well and, and get us up the pitch. So I just hope we can we can be a threat and I hope we can get the, the point tonight that we need. If you want to speak to Andy or Stephen, call now. Good time to give us a 0808 17 17 700. Those are the, the team news. Have you got the bench for Spain? I heard you mentioning it there, Andy. I haven't got the, the whole bench yet. Stephen, when you look at Spain, who are the players? Obviously, we've talked about Marata, top class player, and back on form. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, a, I suppose, a glass halfway looking at it, you're thinking. It isn't it is a top Spain team, but it's not the Spain team of gone by years when you're thinking Xavi Iniesta, Xabi yeah. Alonso, Fabregas, how how are Scotland going to get a touch of the ball tonight? It's they're not quite of that quality. So we are going to get chances and as Andy says, it's about our composure on it. It's how it's how we get up the park. Can John, can Ryan Christie win his throw ins and free kicks up the park and, and put them under pressure because um let's be honest, I mean Spain players will be under a lot of pressure tonight. The, the Spanish people the Spanish media will be, have looked at the Scotland game in Hamden and think what what has happened there we need to we need to be topping this group I mean from a Scotland point of view it's a really difficult group but from a Spain point of view it shouldn't really be you should be topping that group so there's a lot of pressure on these Spanish boys tonight well they've beaten what they've beaten Cyprus 6-0 they beat Georgia 7-1 away they're, they're certainly used to scoring goals the last couple of qualifying games I see the manager, Luis de la Fuente, has admitted it's now or never for his team. You know, they were the favourites, probably with Norway just tucked in behind them, but it's not ended up that way. Scotland is phenomenal. When you think, I mean, we are not, we are, we are in the, the pot A in terms of the, the top group for the Nations League and stuff like that, but we aren't seen as a major p- power in Europe. When you think of Italy having England and Italy being in the same group, I mean, Spain should be running away with this group, no question. So, huge credit to, to Steve Clark and the boys for what they've done so far. and what a double, double that would be to beat Spain home and away. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Five games played. We've won all five, as everyone knows. Four, 12 against one. It's phenomenal, isn't it? 15 points. We've only lost one goal. Wait, we've got a special manager. I mean, he ticks yeah. every box in terms of what we were looking for. Yeah. What he did at Kilmarnock, um, I, I mean, from someone that played against these Kilmarnock teams. You were that, at St Mirren. Yeah, time. I was at St Mirren. Yeah. That Kilmarnock team had no right to be as good as, as it yeah. was. I mean, they had um, obviously guys like Chris Boyd, Gary Dicker, yeah. Greg Stewart, really good players within it. But he made every single member of that squad better. He took that team to a new level. And I mean, when you play Celtic Rangers in, in Glasgow at times, it feels like you're playing against 12, 13 players. Yeah. It, sh- it, sh- <laughs> it shouldn't be like that when you sure. go to play Kilmarnock with St Mirren. And it, and it felt like that at times. And 
um, what a special job he's did with Scotland and Kilmarnock. Quite an achievement, wasn't it? They came third, not that many years ago when he was at Kelly. So the table, as we know, we're, so we we're on 15 points. Then Spain on nine after four games. Norway on seven. Georgia on four and Cyprus no points. So I think it's also good to look yeah. at our uh, bench. I mean, if anything yeah. happened uh, defensively, you've got Cooper and, and Suter who could come in. If anything happened in the midfield, you've got Gilmore, you've got Armstrong. Uh, with a caller earlier talking about Lewis Ferguson and um, you know Kenny McLean came on did so yeah. well over in Norway got a goal yeah. he was a sort of unlikely uh, goal scorer but that's the that's the type of quality we've got on the bench so we, we can look to, to our reserves and think yeah they can come on and, and change the partner play the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 233 Let's go! Just some memories of La Cala here with Andy Walker down near, well, not too far from Seville, maybe two hour drive. Couple hour drive, yeah. Yep, Scotland are there. Rangers were in Seville last year, Celtic in 2003. If you're and, not even talking about the football, yeah. Seville as a place to visit is yeah. magnificent. It's beautiful. Stephen, you've been? No, Seville? no. Yeah, have you, you've Never got been. to go. Take the mist. Don't go in the middle of the summer. It's far too <laughs> hot, isn't it? But it'd be great yeah. to go, you know, this yeah. time of year. 27 degrees today. Gorgeous. It's going to be hot for Scotland. Just ahead of the break, Andy, you mentioned some of the players on the bench. Uh, and, and we might need them because it's going to be, you know, it's hot tonight. They'll have to work really, really hard. Uh, and you're impressed by some of the strength we well, have we're, in depth. We've just got yeah. quality. We've got a bit of cover. Even the uh, fullback positions, Nathan Patterson. Yeah. I mean, the one I like is Kenny McLean, who did such a great job when we were over in Norway. He came on and got a goal. I mean, a very unlikely goal scorer for Scotland. But he came out the, of nowhere, really. The, the way that he yeah. took it, the absolute quality that he had in his composure and slotting that away. Stuart Armstrong, we know, can can do the same thing. Billy Gilmore is playing in a really good um, uh, Brighton team. So we've got a good amount of options there. Shea Adams is on the bench. Uh, you wonder if Lyndon Dykes will play the 90 minutes. I doubt it. So Shea Adams will probably come on at some stage. For Lyndon Dykes, maybe the message is give everything yeah, for, sure. you know, 50, sure, 60 sure, minutes. Sure. Yeah. Stephen, what do you think on the bench? Well, just on a side matter, yeah. I was glad to see John Suter back in the Rangers yeah. team. I think it's really important that um, the Scottish teams have Scottish players and I don't think that Ben Davis is better than John Souter so it's great to see him back in um, playing at the weekend and you think maybe by the time um, later campaigns fit get well. fat playing and because uh, he, he, he does add an option he's never let Scotland down when he's played that's it Andy if he can stay fit yeah what a player oh yeah. great and great to see him fit and uh, you know I think he's he's got the move that I think he wanted at a at a club where the demands are much greater than what he had at Hearts and I think he's he's happy to take that on board and I still think there's room for improvement I just, I just think I mean Ben Davis good good enough player a big part of modern football is stepping into the game and I think John Souter does it better than any defender at Rangers I know Conor Goldson he's got the big diag out to the left winger that, that he quite often hits but I think John sort of steps into the game um, the modern centre half better than anyone at Rangers there he is it's great to have you two on Go Radio here there's uh, David Marshall the Hibs keeper we hope he's okay I see he had uh, an injury at the weekend but my goodness Andy that moment he gave us taking us through we'll, well never forget uh, it's one of those yeah. moments because I remember watching it I was watching yeah. it with my son who's never seen Scotland do anything mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we were qualifying for a tournament and it was 
you know, the the moment when you yeah. got there, we were we were dancing around the living room. It was oh. it's a great memory. We were dancing around in here. I was here with Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, and Rob McLean. And two of them will be on tomorrow night. Rob McLean will be here along with Barry and Stephen. You'll be there as well. But it was amazing. We were doing the well, whatever round the studio. <laughs> it was amazing because your generation had never we'd never qualified, had we? Well, I'm a wee bit older. I remember '96 and '98. Um, unfortunately, I'm getting on now. But yeah, I get yeah. it. Uh, John, part of that current squad, John's 29 on Wednesday. So one of the yep. older members of the squad. He he can't remember Scotland being at major tournament. So yeah, it's a uh, huge and as I said going into obviously the World Cup that's the one we, we, we'd love to be back at World Cup um, obviously the, the pinnacle of international football and then hosting with yeah. fans in this time because I was lucky enough obviously to, to be at the home games um, in the last Euros but I mean it, it just didn't really feel like what yeah. it should have been yeah. Um, that was a great pity yeah it's true Yeah, just to have those games what, in Glasgow but no one it would have no been one at it yeah sure you know, I was lucky enough because Hamden had, how many were we allowed 10, 12,000 I think it was a quarter of the stadium I mean it was crazy uh, it was when you look back on it I was lucky enough to be at Wembley for the game the nil-nil that we celebrated I know they wind us up about that but Billy Gilmer played I, so well I watched that in there was 20,000 so there that, yeah. it was 20,000 in the ground so that was like getting back to yeah. you know the way things should have been uh, was it not like a week later or two weeks in the latter stages they had full houses yeah it, it was when Crazy. you look back you'll think this Crazy. was um, John McGinn was asked <laughs> today actually about England what about the more recent game and what have they learned what have they worked on this week since their last game what a month ago There's a lot from the game which we've worked on this week what we've learned from we want to be a country a group of players that can compete with these teams uh, on the night the, the gulf was too big for our liking we felt as if we could offer more we feel as if we can offer more and we're in now uh, the top division in the Nations League were now trying to compete with these teams and we need to improve in certain aspects. I'm not give too much of that away, but a couple of things went wrong, but it's up to us as players to to eradicate that and improve on it and that's what we'll be trying to do. Andy, could we, should we have done better that night? Now, I'm only asking in the context of it's not going to affect confidence or whatever no. for tonight. This is a competitive game. Yeah, I think just the new challenge right in front of you, that's, uh, I mean, the message I'm sure in the dressing room is this is it. We are just one point away. Can we Can we get there tonight? And then it might uh, allow Steve Clark to, to introduce one or two different players in the in the the games that we've got left. But the sooner we qualify, the better. Um, if if we don't get it tonight, I think there's a good chance we could we could get there with another game that we're not playing in at the weekend. Um, you know, Norway having to to beat Spain. That's going to be a tall order for them, but not insurmountable. But I, I'm sure we'll get there. Um, we'll get there soon enough. Stephen, here, what do you think? As the manager says before we hear your actual verdict for tonight, he said the thing about this squad is they surprise him. They're constantly getting better. I think we've been constantly improving over my tenure as head coach. I think we're improving all the time. We're, we're striving to improve. We're trying to add little bits to our game that will make us better and make us more competitive against the the top teams. But we understand that we've still. We've still got a way to go. Way to go. Right, Stephen, what are you reckoning tonight? Honestly, yep. I, um, I, I think Spain will win. Um, I mean, at the start of the group, I, I would have had a convincing Spain victory. But obviously, with beating them, and, and I was at the game, and we didn't sit in and hit them off a set piece and, and nick the game 1-0. We, we were better than them on the night. So, um, I remember after that game and you reflect on going to Spain you think if, if we make that game like that we can, we can, we can get a result over there. Um, now the game's dawned on us and you have that nervous 
nervousness approaching the game and I mean what what we'd give for a for a point and just to secure it tonight ourselves and not wait until Sunday. Um but yeah, I have gone with Spain two 0 tonight. I, I agree with Stephen. I think Spain will win and you, you've got to look at it from their point of view. Why why do they want to win so much? Well it, it opens up their route yeah. to qualification. They are what, six six points uh, behind us, but they've got a game in hand. They win tonight and then with their game in hand are level with us. They, they, it's the only way that they can think to try and, and top the group as everyone expected them to do before a ball was kicked. But we have surprised everyone. There's no reason why we we can't come up with another bit of a surprise tonight. And although I think we'll play well and it'll be a close game, I, I just think uh, Spain will win it. Yeah. Spain on nine points, as you mentioned, but one game fewer than us. We're on 15 maximum points, 12-4, uh, one against. I know this is not the night where you expect, we're not going to be out there attacking all the time. Of course not. We might get mm. something on the break, but when you look at it, lots of the goals come at six from Scott McTominay, John McGinn scoring as well. We've not got that traditional strength up front. You know, the Shea Adams uh, on the bench, it's Lyndon Dykes we start with. Um does that worry you, Andy? That Lyndon Dykes has been uh, a great player for Scotland. I think he's inspired playing with the national team. I think he's inspired playing with players who are... Remember playing a, a division up from him. They're yeah. playing in the top flight. He's he's not quite there with uh, Queen's Park Rangers, but I think he showed at Livingston that he, could, that he could play at a good level. I think maybe a club like Rangers missed out there. I think he could have done a job. Uh, for Rangers certainly with, with others around him um, but I don't think he will let anyone down he's capable in the air we need to get players up close to him just to try and give him a, a bit of support and um, I think he'll do okay tonight a bit more from the manager no, looking forward to the game obviously a, a big challenge for us uh, playing against a really good team prepared well in the short period of time that we've had to prepare so now we look forward to the game very good team uh, obviously the one the the Nations League in, in the summer. I think when we played them in March, they were probably just in a little bit of transition between the previous coach and the new coach. Uh, they'd had a disappointing World Cup campaign. So we maybe got them at a good time in March. We know we have to be very, very good to get a positive result tomorrow night. And the other headline, well, it hasn't dropped yet tonight. Who is the new Rangers manager? Lots of messages coming out, and, but there's no consensus. People are not sure who they want. There seems a nervousness about... It, I don't think it matters who it is, Paul. Uh, there will be... What, what have you got? What are you going to bring us? There'll be this uncertainty amongst the, the Rangers support. They, I mean, they know Kevin Muscat previously from his playing days, but I think he's had about 10 years as a manager. What impact are you going to have on the team? How long do they do they give him time to bed in? How long do they give Clement? If it's him, he's also got experience, but they'll be waiting to be impressed. They'll be waiting to see a difference and they'll be hoping that some of the players already there can can play a lot better than they have done so far. And the Yokohama Marinos, the F Marinos uh, fans, apparently today, last night, are concerned after Kevin Muscat waved to them after they beat Uraba Red Diamonds. Well, some people thinking, is that a farewell? You never know. We've seen it before, Stephen. People have said, you know, cheerio to the fans, Barisic and... Yeah, well, Barisic, yep. uh, wave to the crowd. Yep. He's been here since. Ange Postacoglu was smashing the badge uh, in May <laughs> and then left, I think, that <laughs> night. Uh, so, I mean, I would never read into that. What, what the next Rangers manager needs is, uh, I think, at least two transfer windows. 
I think we've all established everyone, Rangers fans, the summer window was a disaster. The current squad is a lot worse than um, previous seasons. I mean, you think of the squad that got to the European final, um, the drop-off to this current squad. So I think that the new manager has to get, I mean, there is going to be pain along the way getting through these windows, but at least two or three transfer windows. We'll tell you first here, hopefully, on Go Radio, either in the news or on the Go Radio Football Show, which tomorrow night with Rob McLean, as we mentioned, with Stephen and with Barry Ferguson. I see Steve Clark was saying, demanding bravery from the players on the ball tonight. I don't think you can ever accuse them of not being brave, this squad no, that he's what, got. We'll defend uh, you know, a lot tonight, but we need to get it forward. We need to be good in possession. We need to show a way that we can offer our own threat. I've no doubt we'll get some uh, chances, but knowing the quality of the Spanish side, knowing what they have to do to get back into the group, they will dominate the ball for, for large periods, but we'll, we'll get the occasion to, to go up and hopefully we can we can look dangerous. And Andy, you've played in these cauldrons in front of 50,000, 60,000, um, the baying you know, fan, opposition fans. <laughs> Does that sometimes spur you on? Or yeah. is it really difficult? No, I think any footballer, if you're playing in front of a big crowd, I think it uh, it helps you helps your level of concentration. And every player, you know, you want to get a good first touch, you want to get that ball under control, you want to find a teammate, you want to hold opponents off. And uh, the bigger the crowd, the better, I think, for, for any player. What's the word from the McGinn camp? I mean, your mum and dad, have they enjoyed it today? Are they it's out for the leisurely lunch? They'll be nervous as well. And then round to the ground early for the match. Yeah, well, they went out and was celebrating their 36th anniversary, oh. wedding anniversary yesterday. So yeah. a good few days, yeah. lovely place to spend it in. And obviously going to see their favourite son in his uh, <laughs> international game tonight. <laughs> is Paul playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the favourite by the way, Paul. I'm just joking, aye, Paul's your favourite. Ah, you're, the, you're the first one. No, born, Paul's your favourite, no, right, yeah. definitely. Your sister's the favourite, isn't she? Yeah, I think my yeah, exactly. mum's always loyal to the daughter, but Paul, Paul's our favourite son. <laughs> Mary will love that one. 36 years with your dad, my goodness. That's a medal. Andy, thanks so much. Um, Always a pleasure, yep, Paul. Honest um, assessment, I think, from everyone tonight. Looking forward to it. the game. Thank you. Yep, enjoy it. Cheers, enjoy Paul. Enjoy it, Stephen. And you'll be back tomorrow night. And uh, top is the AAA team tomorrow night with you and uh, with Rob and with Barry. Thanks so much, everyone. Enjoy the evening. Come on, Scotland. Good luck. And we'll be here tomorrow night. Coming up next, it's the news and then Jokal Day. And then tomorrow, we're here at five. Good luck, Scotland. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.